It's George Edmondson. I'd like to refer to his height as an Andy Butler plus one inch. So five foot six. It's Kyle Bartley with a header from. This is Gavin. Welcome to the Anytime Notebook podcast. We're back uh, here almost every week. We gave last week a miss. Uh, life got in the way, uh, but we're here to um, review what we've seen. Mark your goal scorer card for the weekend. Talk about the value plays in the EFL, which is kind of stumbling towards its conclusion. Um, last week off from the pod, still plenty of opinions flying about at the anytimenotebook.com. So hopefully you check that out. Um, we'll talk about how we've not managed to pick out a Newport goal scorer later on. Joining me, as always, the shrewd, the astute John Bywater at setpiece here on Twitter. John, we're nearly done. Good evening, sir. Yeah, we're nearly done. The season's nearly done. Um, everybody's nearly done. Yeah, not for me. I've got. I mean, I've got playoff football. I saw a chart today that says 63 percent chance of playoff football. We've we've got which um, all the results went our way this week. Sorry, certainty then sixty three percent certainty. Certainty. It won't feel that way at about five to three. I think on um, on Saturday afternoon. But everything everything went our way this week. And um, yeah, the, the worst bit is we've got to turn up and do the business on Saturday. So we shall see. A couple of weeks left in most of the divisions. There's a few, John, I don't know about you, but the midweek card was the was the um the writing was on the wall. You can just sense there's some there's some trappy prices around. There's teams with not a lot to play for against teams with a bit to play. I saw that Oxford price, what were they, four to four to six, four to seven in the week against against Cheltenham and Judy went and won, I think. Um Yep. Yeah, the Harrogate price, price was. A, but they won. Yeah, the Harrogate price was a good one as well. They went to Newport. Um, similar this weekend, I think there's a there's a few on the coupon that we seem to be making an assessment that they're non triers. You picked out what Orient uh, um, Stockport are pretty short away at Orient, aren't they? Rightly so. One team has got to win. The other one. Yeah, but Mansfield done. were Mansfield were very short at home to Orient in midweek, and they lost. Mm, so there absolutely, we, go. we shall walk through the core uh, coupon at a leisurely pace as we start to review the the bits that we've seen. So we'll head back to last weekend, and there's a few. There's almost doing a full fixture list every day in the championship this week. Um, so we'll, let's, let's review what we've seen, John. So we start in the championship where. Um, Hey, it took nine months, but eventually I was proved correct about Burnley, wasn't I? That they were found out from set pieces. QPR, Chris Martin with the winner from the second phase of a corner and Ethan Laird's long throws causing all sorts of chaos. Um, Just glad that, you know, just glad that we were eventually right about Burnley as they depart for the Premier League. Anything else that you mentioned? Yeah, they're struggling now, Burnley. Um, there's still time, I believe. There's still, yeah, still time. <laughs> so, keep, keep your eye on that one, people. Um, I just think it's all in the championship at the moment. It's a bit of a, a Zach Viner world, and I'm just living in it. <laughs> <laughs> it's very much a recent mentioning, and I don't know if you saw his excellent Skyer early on. Um, <laughs> Last weekend against yes. <laughs> against Rotherham, uh, that sort of sums him up. Really, he's getting plenty of chances, and they're pretty good quality. And he looks like he's never seen a ball before. So, 
you can do with that what you will, but his price is remaining where it probably should be, but at least it's a big price. Um, well, he, he gets to face, face Burnley on a good timing then as they yes. lock up at home. Oh, yeah, Burnley I, didn't, I haven't even checked that, but he's bound to be any any old price. Um, I think Rotherham, as we record, they're playing Cardiff tonight, actually, which is mm. Thursday, but... Uh, Blackett is out injured in defence. They started in there and he came off after 45 minutes. Um, the goalkeeper, Johansson, wasn't expected to play but did line up, which surprised everyone looking at the uh, social media replies. I think he's got a dislocated shoulder. It looks pretty bad, but they've got no other senior goalkeepers and he's very good. So they're just patching him up till they stay up, I think, um, which is fair enough. But he must have a bit of a restricted movement in some mm. kind of area there. So it looks like our good old friend, the real veteran, Richard Wood, will be trotted out this evening. So Richard Wood fans rejoice. Of which there are many. Yeah, there certainly are. Um, we, uh, I stopped counting at um, your friend Rankin Costello once he got another, what, 400 shots, I think he had. Uh, uh, yeah, so he's about, about 52, I think. About 52 uh, he shots. Certainly loves a sh- certainly loves a shot, the, the boy. Um, he but he's getting a few from corners as well, isn't he? So he's Yeah, he, did, look, he, looked, he, he definitely looks yeah. a threat, doesn't he? He's, he's edges forward down the right-hand side. I was watching that game in... Um, that game last night, yeah, and he's uh, he's um, oh no, was it was it last night? Yeah, Tuesday night, it might have been. I forget. There's been so many games in the championship this week, but yeah, yeah, certainly a threat and um, remains uh, keeps on going we, off at a good price. Um, yeah, certainly. Yeah, he's well, he's, his price was a bit up and down, wasn't it, in midweek? Mm-hmm. But how about a mention for someone who's now a defender who's now got five goals this season in the championship who we've never ever mentioned, even in uh dispatches Dennis Serkin oh yeah well yeah uh, do you think we should probably mention him at some stage uh, how many goals <laughs> does he need to get before <laughs> uh, it feels we like we might it feels two or three but if I yeah. uh, we would we would fixated with Dan Ballard weren't we for for a month or so so probably um probably yeah. that was um, um that was some uh some remarkable second there. goal wasn't it absolutely probably. absolutely he's it just it sums up Sunderland really. They've got these. I mean, at the moment they've got no cent, no traditional centre halves on the pitch because Ballard and Bath are both out. Um, we know how good Ballard are. Ba- Bath was just or Bath was just voted Player of the Year this week mm-hmm. as well, so they're missing those two. They've got no um, recognised striker on the pitch either. So. But they just seem to keep finding a way. I was, I was surprised this week. They looks like they're looking to replace Mowbray in the summer. I don't know if he's retiring, but you forget about um, Ross Stewart, don't you? He's, he's, he would have been. They yeah, certainly would their have been main up there, man, or has been their main man. Absolutely, yeah. You think so? But they've they've played with this. I don't, you can't say they're better without him. But they just got they're just so fluid. They just you know they're all over the shop, and they got mm. lots of. <laughs> Obviously, it's the youngest side in the league, I think, as well, especially without Bath playing. But there is, there's just lot the lots of these like unpredictable type players. But one or two of them will come off in every game. So, yeah, they always find them interesting to watch. Indeed, indeed. Um, anything else in the championship? A good win for, yeah. good win for Swansea, right? They're, those Norwich oh, yes. fans are having a breakdown, right? They're they're like. Um, Things yeah, you're getting could, into a Twitter war with them, are you? Well, I just you know, I just I saw some 
some content providers just absolutely, it just makes you laugh, doesn't it? 11th in the division, they've still got millions of pounds from parachute payments and, you know, they think it's the writing's on the wall and it's the worst thing that's ever happened. They've played, they've played some good football this season. Look, I don't have to follow them every week, but um, a little bit of perspective. Uh, you can imagine how bad they felt after Saturday, though, because Swansea... Um, I think their charge is just going to be a bit too late in the championship, isn't it? But certainly playing well. Yes. It's um is it time for me to say yet again, peak Russell Martin. <laughs> it's uh four, four wins in a row from absolutely nowhere. When once for the third time this season it looked like he was gonna get sacked, uh or twice, another time it looked like he was gonna leave. And now he's ending the season on an absolute charge, like you say, possibly a little bit too late, but they've still got half a sniff. Um Going back to Norwich, uh, Hanley's out for the season. Without him, they're very vulnerable, I think. Um, obviously, we know all about him. He's, he's the organiser. Uh, Joel Latabadera, I can mm-hmm. never say properly. Uh, he scored here from a corner. Ryan Matt, Manning, excellent as ever. Now, that's two players that Swansea haven't even offered a new contract to yet, and they're both out of contract in the summer, which is amazing. Um, Martin, Russell Martin said... Uh, Joel has been so good, we have to keep him. We have to at least try and keep him. We've done very little to try and keep him, for sure. Um, I think if if they don't go up, which still looks likely, I, I think Russell Martin will be off because uh, Piro is going to have to be sold in the summer as well for finances. It looks like they've got no chance hanging on to the earlier two mentioned. I don't. I don't think... I think he's going to end up with his stock higher than the season started, mine. Mm. So I think he will get another job in the championship. I think he will be off. We should. That Piero place money might just about to be cop as well, right? That we. Um, um, we... It's close. I think he'll probably end up fifth in looking yeah. at this the way this season's gone. Yeah, it might it? not be. We should probably. Um, if we like can bring Colby up. Bishop, they'll both be fifth. I just, I, yeah, I don't know whether we should. I don't know whether we can bring ourselves to do it, but there's probably a there's probably an end of season pod somewhere where we bring all that anti post stuff to the fore and um, remind ourselves. Um, yeah, I've got some shockers. Uh, no, in there. you're think, right. Sorry, Piero. Piero at the moment is just in fourth ahead of Teller. Um, I think. Um, so that's okay. I think the Dane Oliver might be beat. I don't know. I'm not quite sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's still there's still time. I've heard <laughs> still um, time. Oh, uh, Colby Bishop's still in fourth. That's handy. Um, yeah, that's it. So Bishop, Alfie May's yeah. trying his best to nick that off him, but exactly. Yes. Um, should we head down into? Let's head down into League One and League Two. Start off in League One first. Off. What took my fancy? Lincoln. Lincoln were a big price at Wickham last weekend. That was one of the um, one of the sides that I landed on on Saturday morning. Um, Wickham picked up six points against Forest Green, Morecambe and Cambridge, but Lincoln were represented a much bigger test for Wickham, and such was the case. I was interested in this, this these Lincoln goal scorers because XG was looking good, and and you know Lincoln looked like they were on the front foot. Back to in um, frustratingly back to in midweek as well. But there was there was Ben House as, was out for a couple of games. Mandrew was out as well. So they both missed the last two due to injury. I think. Even Jack Diamond still priced up in some, taking a percentage of some of those markets as well. But Luke Plange, who I can't remember, what was he at Sheffield United or something last season? I can't remember. But he, he played through the middle. Then he got Shadipo and Darrell Duffy either side. 
Duffy scored on Saturday, but neither him or plans were priced up at the early show against Burton in midweek. Duffy eventually opened up seven and one, and I backed him, but he got pulled at half time in the in the defeat to Burton. But Morecambe Saturday, and I still thought Shadipo four to one was probably too big, and Duffy's still too big. But again, feels like another another trappy game with plenty of stake for for Morecambe and not much at stake for Lincoln. Anything else, John? That that caught your eye in League One no that's a good spot the layers will be begging you for mercy after that Lincoln I get that I Duffy yeah I remember that she was better than Adele wasn't she She was Duffy was like better than Adele and then, then people realised Shane Duffy how... or oh no, <laughs> that's it. Shane Duffy let's bring it back to sport please Gary. <laughs> uh, anything, what, what caught your eye in League One John oh it's just a lot of this is a similar point we've been making recently, but both Barnsley and Bolton have yet again given mm. up quite a lot of set play XG and basically but nearly half a goal each against games. Uh, Barnsley against Oxford, not 20 defenders, but you know the point still stands. And Bolton gave up similar to Shrewsbury. Okay, we know they're strong from set plays, but they're both sides that have got away with it for a couple of months now, um, or mostly got away with it. I know um, Bolton have conceded a few recently. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just hard to... I don't know if we're going to get rewarded for that, but I still think there's a bit of a weakness in both those sides. Uh, Fleetwood seem to have found a couple of very promising wide attackers in Phoenix Patterson, who I know you were keen on yeah. a couple of weeks ago or last week, and uh, promise... Almost share, is it? Almost yeah, share. that's that's a good effort. Um, yep. Thank you. <laughs> Both get away plenty of shots. Um, I just think it's interesting because they've they've kind of had a, a solid season, haven't they? Um, but they maybe those two just give them a little bit of extra flair for next season. So. Another, yeah, another one of those sides seem to have. There's a fair few, but I'll, I'll talk about the Harrogate later on as well. Just. Um, just those wide forwards, what do they call them in today's parlance? Yeah, wide forwards and just attacking midfielders. Just seems a few, just, just coming to the fore, like later on in the season, whether there's, oh yeah, you know, the January transfer window signings or whatever it is, just people, you know, late season freshness. There just seems to, to be a bit, but you've got to factor in, as with, you know, Lincoln in, in midweek that... um. Could have factor in the, the various motivations for each of those sides as well. Um, Caleb Taylor was another name on my list. So Forest Green oh. got beat by Cheltenham last weekend. It looks like Forest Green were bad with the pressure on, and they're just as bad with the pressure off as well. Lewis Freestone, who I know, you know, the name we often mention that seems to be the catalyst for good Cheltenham performances. He was back in that in the starting eleven for Cheltenham. So he had. I wrote it down after the weekend, but he had he had two good chances in a row, Caleb Taylor, and he had another one in the defeat to Oxford in midweek as well, which I saw is just a kind of gets put back in the box, and he's just kind of like stabbed at it with his with his foot and hit it straight at the keeper, but um. They're away at Wickham this weekend. I, I, kind of just looking through just before we started recording, I thought the the twenty-two to one Caleb Taylor was very close to to making the list this weekend. Um, certainly that. Um, yeah, it's. Um, I think it, it it's worked out well. When I said two weeks ago, he probably wouldn't play anymore this season. He's he's played every minute since. So. <laughs> <laughs> another stunning prediction. <laughs> another another stunning Cheltenham theory. 
That's what people turn up for, Thank John. You. Anything else Very in League happy. One? Well, where are you? <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> he doesn't listen anymore anyway. I don't think he ever did. <laughs> uh, no, no, nothing else in League One, mate. Um, all about League Two. So, League Two, we've got. I don't know if you've heard this name before, but Sam Stubbs. You, um, yeah, every now and again, yeah. Friend. I think yes, I. That's right. Yeah, the only week I went back to him is the week he scored. But yeah, that's right. He's de- he de- he's definitely in the. He'd be in our tip combined eleven this season of annoying annoying players, wouldn't he? Oh, that feels like uh, this is a this is the se- this is the that's time of season idea. that we see lots of that, isn't it? Play teams yeah, of the that's season. Quite a good idea. Yeah, we should. We should. That feels like a, a pod in the making. <laughs> the most frustrating. Eleven. That's <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, Sam Stubbs. Um, next to Sam, Sam Graham. Maybe. Yep. No, no, no. Can't, can't put Sam Graham in. That's harsh. <laughs> <laughs> He's not played enough. Luckily, um, Ed Turns could have done better with a header for Orient, but he looks. I think he's injured. Um, Gav's new best mate, Jamie McCart, was uh, voted man of the match in some quarters in uh, Omar Beckel's absence. Uh, is it Ogray was sent off midweek for Orient? So they yeah. now have, I don't think they have any recognised centre-backs apart from McGart. Um, I think Richie Wellens might come in as a sweeper. I've got a theory. Um, but they are they are heading there. <laughs> that was a slow burner. <laughs> we, are, we are heading for, um, you know, you can't, you're not telling you anything you know because the um, runaway champions are massive outsiders at home to Stockport. So, you know, what, you know it's nothing... Nothing. Nobody else hasn't realised. Mm-hmm. Um, we both mentioned going back to Sam Stubbs and Bradford. Scott Banks was a name on ah, both of our lists, yeah. wasn't he? he? He's finishing the season with a flourish when it comes to what shot production everywhere in the two-two draw at Gillingham last week. I think he's probably still overpriced in in plenty of markets. Uh, that. Um, they're at Northampton this weekend, aren't they? Which are, Guthrie's out for the season, isn't he? And uh, I think uh, yeah, it could be a looks like um, could be a fairly open game. I think that one because because Bradford are giving up plenty. It's almost a goal and a half xG in five of the last six. And if you, I've got here plenty of game state at play in those comfortable wins at Rochdale and Sutton, but still could be quite an open game at, at Sixfields this Saturday. Uh, Doncaster are still terrible, aren't they? That's what. Ah, oh, Doncaster. We've um, oh, that's the. Uh, well, we've made that point for probably a month now that they haven't really got any senior defenders, mm. and quite quite how we haven't landed on anyone. I don't know. Uh, Newport, you had Farcars and scoring Norman scoring. Mm. Farcars and your man. Norman's my man. Norman's definitely my right back of the season, in the annoyance eleven. Um, it's just. Uh, I don't know. The, I, end, I ended up back in Dimitri for yes, just, I saw that, yeah. what I think two assists, didn't he, with with the long throws? But yeah, yeah. I don't know. He, he went. He was absolutely. He went off about six to one though. I couldn't. <laughs> I thought, Jesus, oh, that's <laughs> that's really pushing it. But yeah, I mean, it's one of those again. We go back to when we first, without you know, not that it got us anywhere, but when you first up Farkhouse and he was twenty eight, I think. Hmm. Uh, when I first selected Cameron Norman, he was twenty twos, um, and we, and that, that was just that just coincided with when they just had a few weeks of not scoring from set plays, and then um, the price completely went. And 
ever since they've been consistently scoring, haven't they? Where, where's our EFL awards, John? That's that's what that's what that's, yeah. you know, putting up those before yeah. anyone had heard of them. Um, Can't eat it, as they say. You cannot. Uh, doesn't put dinner on the table. Uh, I spoke about Harrogate earlier on. Big fan of this. Um, mm. it, was, it was a, it was an odd week because I readers of the blog will know that I was a late season value. I thought Newport to finish top half was was because they had a game in hand. Anyway, some good reasoning. But the, the game I was worried about was midweek against Harrogate, and sure enough, Harrogate. Came away with the win, three-two um, victory. Good. It was a good week for Kasim Olegbi, um, but a bad week for mm. backers of his big prices who have probably left That's him in the bin. One, ages. Then. <laughs> another <laughs> one, yeah. We've we've talked right. up and left him in the bin ages ago. Um, it, it, again, another. There's there's three in behind Armstrong, which is Olegbi, Falarin who scored midweek, and Thompson scored midweek as well. So yeah, all three look like they're that. sorry. That's quite an exciting three. I yeah, think. I think so. All three are in the goals. I think all three are overpriced. I think. I think are they the ones at, at Mansfield this weekend? They could very well be. Yeah, Harrogate at Mansfield. They're all going off overpriced in a game where Mansfield have got to take the game to them. I think so. It could be again. You got to Harrogate definitely safe now, but you got to um, factor in um, good prices when you see them. Um, I was still on a Mariapa watch last weekend. Walsall were pretty spirited against Salford, weren't they? They think they um, Salford scraped away with a with a three two victory. But Jamil Matt has bullied our friend Mariapa out of the way for the home opener. Mariapa does his thing, sat on his ass with his arms up, looking around, going, <laughs> "Who's who's helping me out?" Um, you know, once I saw it, you know, I like to dig into these things, John. Uh, last eight games. Please turn off now, Mariapa. <laughs> Last eight games that he has started, the teams that he has played for, which is what Salford and Burton, have conceded 16 goals and just the one clean sheet against Hartlepool. So all of those goals. Carlisle next up for Salford. And I have put up a bet in that game, so I shall keep that name a secret until the next couple of minutes. John, anything else for you in League Two? Yeah, you've reminded me of a... We have a nice essay here on a completely new name, which will be a big price for listeners getting a new name at this time of the season. Um, how about David Norman? Is, is that the most boring name in the EFL? It could be. But he's, uh, <laughs> sorry, David. You're, uh, I'm sure you're a great guy. Um, he scored the opener for Northampton against the aforementioned Harrogate. Um Actually went off at half time. I haven't seen any news on that, so not sure of his status. But uh, he's a Canadian player, so we we like to get all the nationalities in. He's had a uh, interesting career as I went down the David Norman rabbit hole on Wikipedia. He's gone from Vancouver Whitecaps to Inter Miami via Queen of the South, which is wow, uh, quite the uh, interesting journey before uh, he was released well not released but he was brought to Northampton on a free from Calvary FC in Canada so he's he's certainly done the rounds he's only 25 still and he seems to have though the data seems a little bit flitting but he seems to have played a lot of his career as like a sitting midfielder um, his only career goals before last weekend were from two direct free kicks in Canada mm-hmm. so I'm sure that Northampton have absolutely no idea about that, but 
you never know. You might smash in a free kick next season, and I'll remember this and think, "Oh yeah." Um, no, I, I know that all you're waiting for, Gav, is his height. So his oh, height yeah. is. I'd like to refer to his height as an Andy Butler plus one inch. So five foot six. Can, is that right? No, 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 no. You see, you're still sticking to that. <laughs> six foot one. Six foot one. You have no idea the amount of time I spent just trying to find a picture of Andy Butler that made it look like it. I was trying to. It must be how to find him. Photoshop like, it. Won't you? That's right. Photoshop him next to Jimmy Cranky or something like that. But yeah, couldn't um. Couldn't quite find it. It's a new name this late in the season, not just a new name, but yeah, Canadian starlet, um, 24-year-old has turned up for Northampton. That might be interesting. You know, I didn't notice that he'd gone off at half time as well, but Guthrie's, like I said, Guthrie sounds like he's out for the season. So it could be, well, where it could be, how many times have we said it could be Sam Stubbs o'clock on Saturday, but we shall see. Like could I said, be. it looks a fairly um, open game. I'm now looking at the Northampton team news, hence the clicking. So, <laughs> While you do that then, before we go on to the naps, I guess, John, anything that didn't quite make the list before we go into naps and next bests, I'll start us mm. off. Um who have we mentioned already? I've mentioned a few already. I thought uh, well, Market's not going to be interested in Doncaster. Um, but I think, who Doncaster got this weekend? Oh, uh, yeah, Colchester. Sorry, yeah. Uh, Colchester this weekend. I'd, I did have a look. I thought Connor Hall's probably going to be the only bit of value outside of um, Akindi or Noah Chilvers, who's ended the season well, isn't he? 11 1 for Connor Hall was just the wrong side of, of a decent price for me. Um, yeah. And then I. Did I thought that notable things in League One or notable in the League One relegation battle? I thought the MK Dons mini revival looks like it's um, looks like it's done. And but that Barnsley, whilst keen to get against Barnsley, they've been pretty dominant against the bottom half. Adam Phillips in, in particular, mm. having a look through, he scored five of his nine on the road against the bottom half, and he'll be keen to do Morecambe a favour, won't he? So um, scored in the reverse fixture. Nine to two to get Barnsley back up and running after they realised what just how far short they were against Ipswich in midweek. Anything else for you, John? No, I found it quite a struggle to find much this week, uh, other than what you've mentioned, the kind of obvious Colchester, but I think the prices have been squeezed in already, really, over the last 24 hours. Um, yeah, Kinde is having a Kinde could absolutely bully this defence as he has been the last few weeks anyway. Mm. Uh, but can you bring yourself to um, get with the target man? Is about probably about two to one, I'm presuming. So, yeah, mm. yeah it's probably not the worst play on a, a striker, but can leave that. We did manage to find four bets at good prices on a trappy EFL card for the weekend. John, do you want to start us off? We both identified this game. I thought that I thought there might be a bit of value in this game from a, for a side that we always wanted to get against. I I had a feeling that hey, a winning a win in the book might kind of change things around, and, and you're gonna you're gonna talk about that. That's enough build up, right? Just John, just talk us through the first nap and help me stop stumbling through this introduction. It's the it's the game that everyone's talking about this weekend. <laughs> you, you you won't hear this on any other pod, I can guarantee you. It's um, Port Vale at Charlton, and we're going with Nathan Smith at sixteen to one. A bit of a nothing game, as I just said there. But there's a few reasons why I like Smith here for Port Vale. 
Uh, the skipper signed a new contract in, I think it was last week now, um, and this will be his 300, 350th appearance for the club, which is a pretty good achievement. He's mm-hmm. only 26, I think. Uh, so it's one for fans of the new contract and milestone appearance system, which if that if that is an existing system, it is. If it it's is. not, it is now. So, <laughs> yeah, we're going we're gonna to stick that on a, a new system. A uh, consistent score over the years, if you look at his record, very reliable for between yeah three three to six a season. He's on three this term already. He's in that batch of defenders that are not top of the most obvious, but he, he just about gets into that next batch below that. Now, Charlton, I, I just feel they're... They've been a little bit hidden the last two games. They've been missing Ryan Innes, who's suspended for about the fifth time this season. This is the last game of the suspension. Now, he's a big tear away, and I know the fans don't like him, but he's their best aerial defender by a long way. Uh, to a lesser extent, they're missing uh, Lucas Ness as well, who's pretty good in the air. So in the two games they've played together so far, uh, Terrell Thomas, I think, and uh, and Michael Hector, now they faced MK Dons and Morecambe, so that isn't really telling you a lot because keeping both of those quiet from set plays, most sides in the league can do. So mm-hmm. I think the I think that exploitation there has been hidden a little bit in the last couple of games. Now two young defenders uh, that are playing alongside Smith that I quite like, Aaron Donnelly and Will Forrester, both showing little snippets this season, um, but they're not really. They are bigger price than Smith, but they're not big enough price than Smith to sway me away from the captain here. Uh, I've noticed that Port Vale have been a lot more on the front foot since Crosby took temporary mm. charge. Uh, it seems a lot more happy camp. Uh, I think Daryl Clark's an excellent coach and will probably get a good job, but it obviously gone wrong there for whatever reason. So, yeah, Nathan Smith at 16-1. to 1. Good, good price. Good price. Notoriously short in the market, but um, yeah. good opportunity there at the, at the right price. Excellent. Thanks, John. Um, I'm going to head down into League Two. Um, no one will be able to pick out my best bet on the card this weekend if I give you 20, 20 guesses. But the question I the question I wrote down on my bit of paper: Do Rochdale come into their last home game in for the in the football league in better form than Sutton, in better form than Sutton? I wrote it down a lot easier than I managed to say it just then. But it, but the, the answer is, I think, absolutely. Look, Rochdale produced next to nothing against Stockport. But there's signs of life. They're good value for draws against Tranmere and Mansfield recently. Sutton have won once since March. Lost five on the bounce. So I'd, prepare, I'd, I'd prepare to forgive Sutton if it wasn't, you know, up until they lost 4-1 to Colchester. You know, that was a... a complete letdown after taking the lead and I think the Sutton's data is actually doing them a favour here they look like they're creating plenty but they've got the Ajaboy tapping at the weekend which was almost a goal XG angle there's there's a there's a, there's a 1.4 somewhere which is an angle miss penalty and then a follow up against Bradford they're struggling to create anything and I think Rochdale look at fantastic price to to end the season on a little bit of a high now the pressure's off that they've been relegated I'd circled Danny Lloyd he'd been a proper positive for for Dale since joining in January on the right hand side lots from outside the area though a few pot shots and some 13 to 2 around if you dig deep but I thought let's go out with a bang 20 to 1 for 
Ethan Ebanks Landell out of contract in the summer, scored his first for two years in the last home game against Tranmere. Not without some good chances this year as well. He's got an XG of over three goals, just the one scored. So there might be a little bit left on the table here. I think certainly there to be got out. Nothing to play for. Rochdale, a little bit of motivation to make sure they send the, the home fans happy and sell a few more season tickets for in the National League next year. Let's roll back the years. Ethan Ebanks Landell, 20 to 1 for Rochdale at home to Sutton. Um, next best, John. Good stuff, that. Are we. Um... We're going to have a heated argument now. Well, we're not. But that'll, that'll get the, that'll get the listeners fired up. now. Save it for the Patreon. Yes, yeah. that's, yes, that's right. Um, what I'd like to say here, if you can't, can't find one winning selection, why not try a double um, until, it's getting, until it's getting to the end of the season here? I forgot about this. <laughs> yeah. and, and Gab loves it. He's already laughing. Um the first leg of this quite short price double is the earlier mentioned Scott Banks for Bradford. Um, I think there's a little bit of nine to two around. That could be under pressure. Not much more to add, really. He's just really picked up in recent weeks, firing off plenty of shots, getting involved, getting the furthest man forward at times. Um, just a just a case of he, I think he should be probably a point shorter than the nine to two. Now the second leg of the double is. As Gav said, Sutton are awful, so we're going to stick in <laughs> Alistair Smith at four to one for Sutton. Now, just to take the contrary view, first of all, I thought, yeah, Sutton have been, well, they have been on a bad run. You can't ignore that. But if you look at their fixtures, they've played. Let me get this right. Played Walsall, Stockport, Bradford, Orient, and Northampton, uh, and obviously Colchester, as you said. Now that is. Doing a quick look through the last month or so, that is, I'd say, it's arguably the hardest set of any side in League Two have had. Now, I wouldn't categorise this squad as a squad that would hang up the uh, hang up the effort early on either. It's a it's a squad full of previously non-league players that are hard-working and pretty honest professionals, from what you can tell. So. I think they will find a trip to the awful Rochdale a lot easier. <laughs> um, yeah, this is a this is a side that they're probably going to struggle in the National League next season, which isn't saying a lot because I think that would be probably expected. Um, as for Smith, you, you mentioned him fairly recently. Again, he's just firing off lots of shots. Does take on a lot of shots from long range, but that's his thing really. And he has got a good career record for a midfielder. So as it stands, the double pays best price about 27 to 1. I think that'll drift by the kickoff. I think probably might really get just above 30. So we're going to go for a Scott Banks, Bradford and Alistair Smith Sutton double for the next best. I like it. That's a good thing about goal score, Ben, right? Because, you know, Rochdale win 4-3. We both, we <laughs> both could end up with winners. But yeah, certainly yeah. a little bit yeah. of a Danny Danny Lloyd will score four, and <laughs> Joe Kizzy will score two for Sutton. Be... <laughs> Just to serve ourselves, right? Like, yeah, a little enjoying. Uh, looking for, I'm even looking, even more looking forward to to three o'clock on Saturday now when I'll be um I'll be at the CBS, but I know there'll be a little bit of needle down at the bottom of the league right. too to see who comes out on top there. Is that um? It's the it's the it's the unwritten story that no one knew they were interested in. What do we put more stock yeah, the, in? The Rochdale the, form the, or the Sutton form? 
the Char- the Charlton Port Vale game and the uh, Sutton Rochdale games. It's really, we do go for the big glamorous games on this pod. We do indeed. Uh, next best for me, unsurprisingly, let's play up this Salford vulnerability, right? That I'm telling everyone about recently. Uh, let's not let a what a routine win against Hartlepool last weekend. Then stumble into a three-two win at Walsall. Um, sorry, that was the weekend. Hartlepool was the previous midweek. Let's not let's not convince us that Salford are genuine playoff contenders just yet. They're only. I'm su- still surprised. I don't do enough looking at league tables. But I'm still surprised they're only three points behind Carlisle because on on instinct this feels like a the gap should be much bigger. I do like the home side here. Five points from Barrow, Stockport, and Northampton's a decent return in the in the last three games. Few changes for Carlisle in that back five or or the back four recently. Corey Williams come in to partner uh, Huntington. Mellish was further forward last week. Um, all look to go off a little bit short. So let's side with um, a, a player that we came up with a few weeks ago. Um, I think against Warsaw, we went really close and we spent the first five minutes of the pod after bemoaning the fact that he he um, he didn't know where the goal was and he looked panicked and couldn't stick a header away. So the only natural thing is to just let that dissolve from our memories and just put him up two weeks later instead. So Ben Barkley who we did just fail to get over the line against Warsaw a month ago. But since then, followed up with a really good near post header against Northampton that looked in straight away as soon as he did it, but it but it wasn't, as all good headers do. Then got the winner at Barrow, which is nothing to write home about. He's right place at right time. He's bundled it in at the far post. Bit of recency bias here, but he started at right back. I think there's a good chance that he's a, he follows up here. And he's certainly the right price against... Salford sign that I'm keen to, to get against. He, he attaches himself to to Mariapa, follows him everywhere, gets his chance, goes in at 25 to 1 this weekend for Carlisle at home to Salford, where they'll cement their place within the playoffs and keep Salford looking over their shoulder. So Ben Barkley and Ethan Ebanks Landell for me. John, you've got a nice little double with um, Scott Banks and, and Alistair Smith for Sutton, um, which preceded um, Nathan Smith at Port Vale. Sixteens, happy with those? Um, happy with Smith, yeah. Not really happy with the double, especially when you laughed at it. But it's, it's okay. <laughs> John, I would have laughed at it too. John, there we there we podcasts there we podcasts putting up what. Harlan hat tricks at nine to two somewhere right. this weekend, I'm sure. So, so yeah. super boost of five to one for two. <laughs> That's, right. That's right. That's right. John, we've nearly made it to the end. I think you know lots of people are surprised that we made it this far, stumbling through a few weeks off here or there. But hey, we've um, hope we'll have extended season. But we've already we're already filling the the content boots for later on. I like that idea of players that have let us down eleven. That sounds like something to. Uh, I'll, that's our with, sort of thing. That negativity. Sort of thing. Absolutely, yeah. Look at what the look at what you could have won eleven. I've no doubt Ben Barkley yeah, like will try hard to, to get on that that sheet of paper this weekend. Um, let's do it all again next week, John. Um, good luck to Coventry City this weekend. I'm sure that you echo those thoughts as well, don't you, John? Uh, I do wish them well. Yes. I do wish as well. Excellent. 30,000 at the CBS on Saturday. Can't wait. Um, looking forward to it. Um, have a great weekend. Be lucky, everyone, whatever you're backing. Um, hopefully you get some value for your money and you back a few winners. We'll certainly be looking to do the same. And John will try and do the same next week as well. Thanks, mate. Talk to you next week.